Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. I'm feeling beaten up here for the COB on the 7th of January. Annette Beecher here in the house along with my <laughs> FX buddy. Cara, how, how, how are you? It's, it's been a long week. It's only been a four-day week, but it feels like it's been long. Yeah, whoever the heck tells me it's a short trading week sure doesn't feel like it. We've had a big... Big week this week, up, down and everything else. So I have to say, seeing a sea of green as we are winding up on a very busy day and week just gives us small comfort because let's face it, whether you think you're an investor or not, everyone has a super balance and everyone would rather see green than red. Yeah, the market finishing largely flat on the week. I mean, that was a big pullback that we saw yesterday. A bit of a rebound today, 1.3%. I guess the conversation for us centred around with the analysts today is, is this a good opportunity to rebuy into the market if you've got cash on the sidelines? And to be honest, my reaction from some of the guys was was pretty mixed. There's a bit of an uncertain feeling about the market at the moment. Yeah, it, it is a bit. I mean, I uh, had a great chat with uh, Omkar Joshi from Opal Capital. It's in the show notes. And one reason why I'm highlighting it is normally Omkar is very much a short, sweet kind of conversationalist and today we actually drew out a few more investor themes and so the title of the show notes is investing in what makes sense because he is basically saying look good companies will ride through this kind of volatility he particularly pointed out uh, BHP for example and he said in some cases valuations are based on companies with no business model and no revenues and volatility will sort out those sort of companies. So take a listen. It's it's a very rare insight to quite a smart mind because normally he doesn't reveal much in terms of his thinking. So I particularly enjoyed that. And of course, the Fed was in focus this week in terms of tightening and their rate hikes coming in 2022. But we've got to wait a bit, haven't we, for the RBA in terms of what we can expect <laughs> from them. Yeah, it's it's a funny one. I mean, both RBA and RBNZ give themselves big summer holidays. I don't blame but, them. But uh, yeah, I guess I don't blame them either. But uh, yes, this week was all about the Fed, the Fed minutes. And the first time in a long time we talk about quantitative tightening. So I guess we're still digesting the fallout there. But let's face it, Cara, the, the big dollar already has sort of three or four rate hikes already priced in to the, the front end of the curve. RBA says, no, not us. But even our short end has, you know, three or four rate hikes priced in. So to me, it was always a bit odd that uh, the market moved as much as it did. But as I say, quantitative tightening is another thing altogether. I know it sounds like one for the pointy heads, but it's pretty much stage three when it comes to tightening. And that's why the poor old growth stocks got absolutely hammered this week. Tech had a big rebound today 
day. But I have to say, digging through the details, only Afterpay and WiseTech were bought on today's dips. Everything else is uh, having a bit of a rethink. So maybe Omkar's theory of what are you buying? Maybe people are having a bit of a second thought. Yeah, there you go. Well, going back to the RBA chat, Warren Hogan from EQ Economics also joined us today. He said he doesn't share the view that the RBA um, has a different wage and inflation pressure. He says prepare for another nasty CPI surprise on January 25th. Do yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. When the uh, when the third quarter CPI was released in October, it was almost double market expectations. And the fallout, I mean, us pointy heads, us macro heads love it. I'm sure Aussie dollar had a big bounce on the day as well. But the RBA pretty much had to abandon yield curve control even before the RBA board met. It was an absolute shellacking and really quite damaged RBA credibility. So what Warren Hogan, again, in the show notes is suggesting is that on the 25th of January, which is our next CPI report, get set for another blockbuster. So uh, then we get to have a bit of a mini break because Aussie Day is the next day, on Wednesday the 26th of January. So we get CPI, the markets all melt down and then I dare say from about midday onwards, you're not going to get a lot of volatility after that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There'll be some long weekends going on that week as well. So volumes are likely to be thin. Uh, We're talking about volatility, Bitcoin back in focus. It's hovering down the lower end of a pretty key support level around that 42,000 mark at the moment. But as always, you know, we see a lot of buying once we hit those key levels. Uh, And we also spoke to Nigel Green, the CEO of Devere Group, and he gave his thoughts on the coin. I have to say, you know, I had a crypto-free day today. Did I was, you? I was just thinking, I didn't talk crypto at all today. Yeah, Nigel, um, I, I did listen in on the interview, of course, and Nigel was basically saying that more and more countries are adopting crypto. But unfortunately, Paraguay and El Salvador isn't yet convincing to the broader market for some. And some say it's the thin edge of the wedge. I guess if you're already on board with crypto, these aren't decisions that's going to change your mind and not institutional minds either. But it is certainly becoming a mainstream issue. Now, Cara, I have to say that the only two bits of corporate news today that I thought was interesting actually dropped at about 8.30 this morning. And of course, we're not live until 10 o'clock for the summer session. And one of the pieces of news was James Hardy, it ousted their chief executive, Jack Trong. Uh, He acted inappropriately. As a little bit of uh, background, he was given, it's the Australian way, you're given several warnings, several opportunities to change the behaviour. It didn't work. The board stood up and acted. And so James Hardy was today's stock of the day. So Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital and Claude Walker from A Rich Life both gave their views on whether James Hardy was a good buy. I don't find James Hardy a particularly attractive option. It's a large cap sort of dividend paying company that, um, you know, doesn't have heaps of organic growth and is a cyclical business. The reason I don't like more cyclical businesses is because if you have a recession and you personally might be seeing heaps of opportunities, well, the stock that is a cyclical business is going to be right down at its lows in that recession when there are so many opportunities. So they go down with, with the rest of everything. So if I do want to buy something cyclical, I want it to be a completely uncorrelated cycle. 
James Hardy's performed really well. I mean, not just from an operational point of view, but also from a, a share market point of view over the last you know few years. It's hard to step in and pay 38 times earnings where we are for a business like James Hardy. I would probably hold it if you're in there, um, but I, I probably couldn't step in and buy it today. Um, throw in some disruption at the executive level, obviously now, um, you know, and that, that just sort of clouds that yep. equation a little bit further. So hold, um, but, but I, I wouldn't be buying it. And it wasn't in the portfolio anyway, and both Luke and Claude, yep, as you've just heard, not all that keen, so nope, they are passing on at this stage. Tell you what, it's quiet here, Cara. A few people have been uh, crying at the cricket, whether you're a Brit or not. Mm. Uh, no pun intended there for Cara, our <laughs> British person here. And the weather is pretty lousy, so I think we're going to wind up for now because tonight is non-farm payrolls. We keep saying tonight. Technically, it's 12.30 a.m. Oh, Eastern time market looking for 400 thousand jobs and whisper numbers are higher thanks to that adp at plus 800 but Cara, we were here this time last month what happened to those whisper numbers i know it means nothing anymore does it it really means nothing anything can happen these days with given the backdrop that we've got but we've got lots of analysis coming on monday i'm sure post those numbers james whelan from vfs group is joining us in the one and i've got carl rodder on the trade so talking about trading I guess the Australian dollar over big data sets like that. Yeah, sure. We've got a big data week coming up next week. Aussie retail sales, for example, is going to be a blockbuster. But of course, it's going to be Omicron as well. We can't escape the virus and the views on the outlook. But look, let's leave it there, Cara. I've got a gin and tonic calling my name. Let's call it a night and a week. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. 